Ramble. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. We have a very exciting guest today, Kaylin. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Can I get an hour? hour? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your role here at Try Guys, and we're really excited to introduce you to her. Yeah. So I'm the content strategist for the Try Guys. So what that entails is doing like all of our kind of social media stuff, working across all our platforms. And then also doing our merch and like product marketing and stuff. So it's lots of lots of social marketing things. It's yeah. a lot. It's a it's lot. A big job. It's, yeah, big job. It is, it's, it's pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> and when I think about that, you think it's just one social platform, but you oversee. Yeah, it. so we have seven, I think. Seven. Holy, yeah. I didn't even know there were seven. <laughs> I think sometimes I forget it's either six or seven, but it's YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, TikTok. And I'm probably forgetting something, but that's like the, that's the main, the main stuff. Yeah. How do you keep track of it all? Um, you know, it's lots of a uh, kind of just planning on, um, we use like a program, um, called Asana. It's like project, oh, okay. uh, like kind of like project management kind of stuff. And so, um, we just hired on a social intern. So I've been like working with her Ooh, um, and that's been really exciting. So, uh, doing a lot of like more kind of like assigning stuff out. Um, and like doing true content kind of calendar planning, which is fun because normally it's like kind of we're just like going, 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 getting stuff yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of like kind of project management planning on calendar tracking and yeah. lots of lots of sheets, lots of very fun data stuff. So sexy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many spreadsheets. I know. I know. I think people think it's like socials, like so fun and stuff. And I'm like, a lot of time I'm just doing like a lot of Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like, I feel like yeah. Emily and Paris really kind of made oh. The whole social, like, strategist thing. Let me, don't even get me started (laughs) on that. Go off, girl. No. Didn't she only have, like, 700 followers when she, like, first became? So unrealistic. I I forgot. So unrealistic. I was so annoyed. And, like, the way that they, like, showed it happening, I was like, and there was also so many missed opportunities with the show to, like, actually have, like, real world like integration for social media I was like you guys mm-hmm. really missed the mark here like, <laughs> and that was the only thing they got wrong no, and they, <laughs> so, but it was like it was like oh like if she's like a social person they could have had like a whole social like calendar going along with mm-hmm. the actual count in real life too at the same time like right. it was like mm-hmm. there's you know we could have done some oh, there's so many things yeah there's it should so have been Kaylin in Paris man. I was like Kaylin <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin like, Ray in Paris I like also <laughs> gave a bad name to like social people too I'm like this is not just oh, like yeah. it's not all fun and games guys this, yeah. this is not yeah. how we do it it's it serious not, business you don't just okay. you don't just sign in to the company's Instagram account <laughs> mm. and then start taking photos of yourself drinking champagne I just know this one it. <laughs> this yeah. is the photo. Can you imagine if Kaylin just signed into the Dry Guys account and uploaded photos of herself <laughs> drinking champagne? That is one of my biggest fears is like accidentally like posting because I do have like the accounts on my phone right. and stuff or like when we're, you know, if weekend work comes you up and stuff. You accidentally post a thirst trap to the oh Dry my Guys account. <laughs> It's one of my <laughs> biggest, biggest fears. Sometimes I'll like delete the account from my phone so I don't <laughs> accidentally do anything. Like, You're like, it's Friday. In like pre-pandemic times, if I was like going out or something, absolutely deleting the account. Like yeah. don't, don't even want to have it accessible. <laughs> it's, just, it's so easy well, to switch. It's just yeah. a double tap. Luckily, I think oh, yeah. if that oh, ever man. did happen, it'd be pretty easy to explain. I would just be like. <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. Hey guys, it's Kaylin. My bad. <laughs> but we oh, can man. never go back. No. We can never go back. Oh no, definitely God. not. Incredible. It's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun stuff, like getting to work on new projects. And like we have a lot going on right now, which is cool. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't like talk about some of the things that we have right, coming right. up, but Ooh, some very fun product mm-hmm. stuff coming up this year, which is going to be cool. Ooh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you grew into the field like did you go to school yeah. college specifically to become yeah yeah so I'll, I'll work in social media the backstory of my journey I guess yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so I actually started in journalism and I oh, think that's okay. like kind of how a lot of most people that get into like social either start in like journalism or marketing and mm-hmm. it kind of like you end up there in a Ooh. weird way because mm-hmm. it's like kind of a still like a new career path for sure um, do they teach it in schools now yeah so I was kind of like 
in the first wave of them actually like developing programs for it. Mm-hmm. So I started in journalism, went to school, really thought I was going to be a journalist and quickly realized that that is not what I wanted to do. Becky did that. I was like, I do not want to work in Omaha. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I still write. Yeah. I, that was the big yeah. thing. It was like, okay. I still write. I love writing. And like, that's like what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. the field just like is still a little backwards mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. So I just But looking at the two out. of you sitting side by side, I could see it. Uh, the oh. 9 o'clock news. Yeah. Okay. You guys would slap in With Omaha. With Ray and Becky Ray. Oh, yeah, we have the same middle name. Oh did God, you know? Yes, cute. I think, I, I think we did talk yeah. about this one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started in journalism and um, basically ended up kind of doing broadcast, like wasn't for me. And then... Um, found my way to like digital marketing stuff and they started uh, this kind of course for digital media studies specifically and so I minored in that it was like a kind of minor track it wasn't like a true minor but like they offered classes and like uh, got kind of a start in learning like minor data science stuff uh, data analytics uh, network analysis like things like that and so it was like um, one of the first schools to start really offering programs for that, which was cool. Mm. Um, so I did that and then ended up interning um, and working in the music space for a really oh. long time. Mm. Did not know. That's all really interesting because your data analytics are so thoughtful and oh, broken down <laughs> into such a way that everyone can understand them really clearly and easily and it helps us see what's working and what's not and I've always wondered if that's just a skill you developed in your professional life or if you actually learn that in school yeah, because okay. it's very it seems like it's intuitive to you but it's like a hard-earned skill do you want to explain what data analytics for social means for yeah people who don't know yeah so I mean like a lot of people probably have seen it like it's like in that little insights tab like on your on your platforms like if you're on Instagram like you can mm-hmm. if you have like a business profile you can um, every, everyone can look at their own analytics and like mm-hmm. and deduce what they can from that. But on some of our bigger platforms, it's a little more um, advanced. Like so, on YouTube, like we look at that as like more of a consumption platform versus like a social platform. Mm-hmm. And so we look at things like watch time and um, kind of total view duration, uh, click through rate, like all these things that kind of inform how our content's performing within the platform space. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of what I do is actually kind of like looking at like when we release a video, how it did, who's watching it, how long they're watching it for. Um, can we get that video to do better next time by extending like this moment longer, cutting this moment shorter? So like I'll put together kind of like monthly reports and sometimes they're kind of quarterly reports too, uh, just like kind of informing how those videos are doing and like what we could do to make them better in mm. the future. So. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, a light explanation of yeah. it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much you want me to get into it, but there's lots of um, stuff that basically those kind of signals to mm-hmm. a lot of those platforms. It's like basically those metrics become signals to how our content will do in the algorithm. So it's mm-hmm. like if we have a piece of content that's doing less well in terms of total watch time, it might not surface as well within the platform space. So like we're always trying Mm -hmm. to like get those metrics to be up so that that way more people will see it and then it will uh, do even better too. We use numbers to show what's connecting and what's not and, you know, use our space to audition new formats. And sometimes they don't connect or have an audience. So then we pivot and sometimes they do. So then we do more. Yeah. Um, And it's a lot of like figuring out how to make something work too. Cause I think mm -hmm. like a lot of my data skills actually came from, like I started it in college and I'm like by no means an expert, but uh, a lot of it came from Buzzfeed because I, Mm -hmm. so that was like after Mm -hmm. I worked in a music space for a little bit, moved on to BuzzFeed and that's kind of like really where my like first big girl job was and how I met (laughs) you guys, you know, so, um, but so that's like kind of like where my data skills like really developed and um, BuzzFeed was like very focused on data. Like that was like kind Mm -hmm. of like how they decided what content we were making Mm -hmm. and what the, like the business decisions were. But I feel like it was a little too heavy data focused. Like Mm, it's like a really, you need a healthy balance between like being data informed and like letting the creative do its thing too you know so it's like you can't just be making things just because 
Um, it works. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to, and you can't like stop making something just because it didn't work this one time. There might be a better way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. new formats almost always underperform. Yeah, yeah. So it you takes have to the give audience it, a minute. Yeah, to, you have to give it a chance to like yeah. start performing, and if you know, put more resource behind it in mm-hmm. order for it to get to where some of our bigger series are like without a recipe. So. That was like something we did last year was we start we tried without instructions mm-hmm. and one of them did like, OK. And so I was kind of like, we should do this again and like start like putting like more behind Some, it. I think it could yeah. be mm. as big as without a recipe. And so mm-hmm. like we've started doing that a little bit more now. Yeah. And that's usually what happens is like once we start seeing it do well, mm. we're like, OK, let's make mm-hmm. it bigger mm-hmm. and better. Yeah. I mean, how how much of your job would you say is like data? As opposed to, you know, because like yeah. I think when people think like social marketing, they think, yeah, you're you're, you're like you're posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I you know, but like, that's not what it is. I see it's it's probably it has been um, here probably like 35, 65. Is that is that math right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With 35% but, posting. Yeah, uh, 35 data, 65, okay. like, okay. actually getting the content out. But now that mm-hmm. we're kind of, like, growing a bit more, I think I'll probably be able to focus even heavier on the data side mm-hmm. um, than I have been, which will be nice because I'll be able to, like, really uh, dive deep into stuff. Because, like, a lot of times we'll I'll do some reporting and I don't get the opportunity to, like, dive as deep as I want to into it mm-hmm. because we're moving so fast. So yeah. it's like we got to. Oh, and yeah. Kaylin, you would have been so proud of us the other day. Becky and I shot a native TikTok during a Ooh. video shoot. <laughs> Get we're, it. Uh, what? <laughs> we're, we're trying to help you out. Yay. I love Kaylin's that. has been teaching us to shoot social during our shoots. I know. I know. Well, because I'm like, I'm missing it. I, like, I'm, I can't wait till we get back to a point where we can be all together again. Because it's like, yeah. it's Soon. so hard to like get the TikToks out mm-hmm. and stuff when this like work from home environment. Because it's like, I'll be like FaceTiming the guys. I'm like, okay, can you do this? Like, do it this way. But like, I miss being on set and just being able to like do it with everybody. You know, I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun once we're all back and we can really get get going on TikTok. Yeah, on the horizon. Yes, we've been doing like little merch shoots in the living room. She's like, yeah, I I should do this pose. And I was like, I know. I'm like, I feel so bad. No, don't feel bad. But I can't wait till we can do that again too because that Mm -hmm. was like kind of some of my favorite stuff is like planning those like big like product marketing okay. shoots let's oh, yeah. spill so some fun. tea maggie mm. made us all tea who mm. of the guys is the best at modeling the merch and who <laughs> needs the oh, most yeah. help? oh no okay i mean i think we could answer this <laughs> but i want to know what you yeah i think we all know okay. who the best they actually, is they, <laughs> yeah. they all know what they're doing it's like they okay. like they think that they don't but they all they're like, they're like what do we do what do we do and i'm like you guys know what you're doing like most of the time i don't have to like tell them poses but I think in the work from home environment, they've been like struggling a little bit more with it just because it's like they're doing it by themselves and they feel awkward, which yeah. like they want to be told what to do. So yeah. if they do look mm. awkward, it's because, you know, yeah, they, they, were were told to look awkward. <laughs> they want the responsibility of, I'm of looking awkward themselves. I'm so impressed that they can be funny shooting alone at home. I am they're too. just being funny shocked. alone in a room. Zach I, can talk to himself for like an hour straight how? and I'm just like, I'll say one word to myself. I'm like, Great. I don't know how to do it. Like I, I, I took Ned's place in the soap video uh-huh. the other week, and uh, which you did awesome. Well, you guys, you I, yeah, I, yeah, I was, awesome. I was literally sitting there silently working <laughs> for like four hours. Oh my god! And Ned comes in. Ned comes in, and he's like. What's what? going on? <laughs> I was like, I'm making soap, and he's like, Well, you know that the cameras are on, right? And I was like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like B-roll, B-roll. Just B-roll, baby. <laughs> That's how I am. I could never be in a without a recipe series because when I'm cooking, it's like silent. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, don't talk to me. Like there's, I have five different timers. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't. Enter- I don't know how they do it. Yeah, they I really have to like, multitask. Well, they, they don't make yeah. great food. <laughs> True. Touché. But Let's they do honest. make great TV and that's what we're here for. So that's okay. <laughs> but but okay. They, they do make great content because somebody tells them how to do it <laughs> yeah. no, they, they always know what they're doing on the merch stuff it's like they think they like to think that they they i think they feel awkward but it always looks great i don't know like yeah. i will say like i have eugene do like the more difficult posing <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm always like i'll like come in with like okay if i want to execute this pose i'll be like eugene can we try this and he's like yeah let's go <laughs> he's like sure. it doesn't like two seconds i'm like okay good <laughs> moving on <laughs> but uh, yeah they all have like their own like they have like their signature poses too like zach always does the time the, the Shoes. Shoes. Oh my God. Um, 
Keith always has like a really big goofy smile, always. which is like what I always like look for from him. And then I make Ned do like the little sweet poses. Right. Like, yeah. it's, I, they all have like their their own styles. Like I know going into it, like what I want the photo to look like, and I'll mm-hmm. kind of like make my instructions based yeah. off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then of course Eugene's of, just serving. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Instagram posts. You have a pretty good Instagram. Kaylin. Yourself, ma'am. What is the like secret? Like every picture is, is beautiful stunning. and looks like you're I want in the a magazine. Secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, if you, the rest of us don't yes. look like you, how can we improve our poses <laughs> and our grams? What is the secret sauce? And for all of you listening at home, is it to create triangles with your body? I read that somewhere. Yeah, like lines, I guess, is a thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, I just... I, I just like I so I have a lot of friends that are photographers, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like that's what models you need say. a high person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> well, I started doing some like kind of side modeling stuff like mm-hmm. in college, and like mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends like in Arizona that are, still do like a lot of photography stuff, and like kind of like that's their thing. And so sometimes I'll just like get together and do shoots with them for fun, and like um, I don't know, it's like kind of a creative outlet for me. And like, yeah. We'll, yeah. like either like they'll approach me with like an idea for a photo shoot that they really wanted to try, or. Um, I'll have like a look that I wanted to like put together. Like mm-hmm. I always like say like I like I never grew out of playing dress up. Like I just love yeah. doing different mm-hmm. different looks all the time. And so it's it's just a fun little, yeah. little outlet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. How did Doritos come to be? So that's that's like kind of one of my friends who's a photographer, uh-huh. like had an opportunity um to shoot for Doritos. And so they um he asked me to do it and I was like in Arizona at the time because I had spent a lot of time in Arizona during this this whole pandemic thing yes. um, just like to be with my family and so mm-hmm. um, yeah I just he reached out and he's like do you want to do this and I was like uh, yeah obviously um, <laughs> I love yes. Doritos <laughs> it was so on brand yeah do you get a lifetime supply of Doritos uh, no I did get a large pack but okay. not a lifetime supply unfortunately <laughs> okay, but how big is large like yeah. you got a family size or you got like a crate full uh, uh, like a, a big box yeah okay. a, nice, a nice box size for right. some people that might be a lifetime yeah. supply but none of us no okay? no no. Yeah, my dad was really excited. He was like, because it wasn't like the normal Doritos. It was like those other, the 3D ones. Oh, Ooh. yeah, like the purple three, bag. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ooh. 3D Doritos? Like, I am not up on my Doritos. They're like, I don't know. Like, they're basically like bugles. Bugle yeah, yeah, yeah. chips. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. like my dad was like, I want to try them. <laughs> okay. Did you guys know that Doritos are, I, I read this in uh, like a an article somewhere, that Doritos are scientifically designed to have like the perfect crunch Ooh. for Ooh. for I mean for, it makes like, sense. Yeah. yeah. Dorito so, fact. A new segment. Yeah, there's like I think it's um like food science. So so, so there's food uh-huh. scientists and they you know they create the the flavors for ice creams and things like that and all mm. the different chemicals that go into things. Um, but there's like food scientists that are studying potato chips. Yeah, and, I mean, and Doritos well. particularly have the perfect crunch to keep you eating more oh. that makes sense because i do think it's the texture and the crunch it's the texture it's not the flavor it's the texture. I mean, the flavor is important i mean i obviously. love i love the flavor <laughs> yeah i mean i love the flavor too okay though like cool ranch or uh, oh cool ranch cool ranch. Sure. nacho cheese Wait, sometimes i'll get cool a, a hankering for nacho cheese over cool ranch though you know yeah. i don't know i'm just like a ranch is like one of my passions. <laughs> it's like the perfect amount that. of salt too. Yes, so mm. good. Yeah, I love salt. All those little colors ranch. in there. This is this is Lots very not sponsored. We just really, oh, yeah. we're actually, actually we love Doritos. Doritos. Get at us. They did not pay me enough for this. So yeah. we, have to, <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> one box. <laughs> but just, just one, just one more note about Doritos. Yeah. Uh, I think I feel like it's a seasonal thing where like I like the nacho cheese in the oh. summertime and I like oh, ranch. Oh, okay. Ranch okay. Anybody feel me? just just a, a flat no from everyone oh, no, yeah oh, wow no. i personally feel like doritos are always summertime they're like barbecue mm. like yeah, cool yeah. Snack Beach. food. i can't imagine eating them by a cozy fire reading a book drinking hot cocoa <laughs> You know, Kaylin, yeah. that's that. your next yeah. shoot idea. Okay. You need to have like a big, like faux fur outfit. <laughs> yeah. Just like buy a fireplace. Ooh, eating the Doritos. Doritos is a wintertime snack. I'm just Whoa. a chip gal now. That's my new brand. Chip gal. <laughs> that is a great brand. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Not a bad one to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to 
keep coming back to the data. Let's keep talking about it. But is there any specific data that you found while here that you got you really excited? Yes, I love. Okay, so like the, about the data stuff What's too. What's the best I'm data? Like, sometimes I get really nerdy about it. I get really excited when I'm making these reports because I'm like, yes. oh my god, I just found this gold. Do you include like graphs and yeah? yeah. Oh, I see these graphs. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Color coded. Yeah, I color code everything. I make different sections for different platforms. Forms. It's very fun. We wow. like I have a lot of aesthetically pleasing. I have a lot of fun with my data reports. Yes. But there was <laughs> the one of the like first ones that I was like got really excited about for like data reporting here was um, the four versus one chess video uh-huh. because Ooh. we and that was like a perfect example of like um, letting the content find its like audience kind mm-hmm. of thing because um, we kind of started that concept. Like the guys were really excited about that concept because it was different from um, the normal stuff we were doing. Like we mm-hmm. do a lot of food content right now. And we're like mm-hmm. looking for other formats for like that weren't just food based shows and stuff. Right. And, so, and it's basically a traditional try mm-hmm. just um, a little more gamified. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Gamified. And they're working yeah. together. And so, and it was like cool to like see it be like more niche topics too. And so we, mm-hmm. we tried the four versus one chess uh, video and it initially wasn't doing very well. And we were kind of like disappointed. Like we'll see like, kind of results within by like 24 hours we'll know like how the video is like surfacing usually Mm -hmm. um but for this one so it wasn't doing very well and we were like oh like well let's think about ways we can like give it some more promo and stuff um and it was just like not really picking up and then like a week later it like ended up in this like chess community like Mm. that's the dream and so (laughs) you gotta find your people yes and so the video like found its own audience and that doesn't happen all the time and so that was really Mm -hmm. exciting to see it go from like um it jumped from i mean most of our videos will hit like a million within a week at the very least um but it really wasn't picking up until like a week later and then all of a sudden it like took off and it was Mm -hmm. like getting to like three to four million after like a week and we were like chess players yes and so and it was like really interesting i noticed it because we started seeing um, we normally don't focus on shares that much on YouTube because it's not like a huge like behavior for like uh, YouTube consumption. It's not mm-hmm. like we'll focus on shares for Instagram and Facebook because that's like a behavior that you do. Like you share right. the content with your friends mm-hmm. but on YouTube. You're usually just watching. Mm-hmm. And but on this video, the shares were super high. And I was like, oh. where is this being mm-hmm. shared? And so I was like, I was like what you is happening? Sleuthing. Yeah. yeah. So I literally yeah. did some sleuthing and I figured out that it was like being shared with like a, a, the chess community because like the chess community was kind of like up in arms or like, they're like in a good way though in a good way they were oh. like like how did they do that like kind of oh. thing and so it was like it was cool to see that that format reach a different audience outside of just the try guys audience and oh. like really find its own life mm-hmm. um and that's kind of been a trend for the other four versus ones too which mm-hmm. is really nice because we've been focusing on kind of like more niche topics that like aren't necessarily um super relatable in the sense that like not everybody's playing chess but it's like interesting for like somebody that doesn't play chess to like watch Mm -hmm. and like see who's gonna win and then it's interesting for people that are really passionate about chess to like see four guys like kind of like fumbling their way through this like thing with a pro expert i don't know so that one was really cool because i was like oh my god i can't believe this is happening i was like was it in like a reddit thread full of chess um so it was getting shared on whatsapp a lot which was crazy yeah which is that was international yeah Yeah. so that was like it was kind of like getting shared to an international audience and it ended up popping up on like chess forums and stuff and like i could tell um, from yeah. some of like the engagement too, that it was like a lot of like true chess players just like on in the, yeah. within diving deep into the comments and stuff. And they I was like, like, where's like who is sharing this? <laughs> when they did rook to to yeah. K yeah. And this was all pre Queen's Gambit That's too. What I was gonna so ask. it wasn't was even like, was like it, it wasn't even then? when chess was like popular. But okay, wait, what, what I was about? gonna say is Devlin <laughs> took a lot of care when editing it to make sure that the video would be interesting to those yes. who don't know how to play chess, but would hit all the points and follow the gameplay to those who do play chess so that it could resonate with both audiences because we obviously can't just show the games straightforwardly. They shot for like five hours. Yes, exactly. Um, so Devlin really took the time to make sure it would speak to both communities. Yes. Which yeah. I think was a hard one feat. Yeah, and it's um, like it's been such a fun format. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what other ones we do because like everything we've done, we did poker, puzzles, and they're all kind of like these things that like aren't necessarily not everybody's doing them but it has a really strong community behind it that Mm. you wouldn't think about um originally so it's like it's cool to see i'm sorry who found a puzzle expert 
Um, I think probably Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan like spies all of our experts. Is great at expert research. Yeah, he is what? really wonderful. You send him on a mission. He comes back with a list. They're pretty much all game to do it. You reach out to your favorite one. He passes them off. He's terrific at it. Don't they have like speed puzzlers on YouTube? Yeah, and so they'll do it with yes. the timer. Is that There's, what she did too? All yeah. these things that are like they're kind of niche, but like they have mm-hmm. a really strong community behind it. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what else we can do. I really want them to do the marble racing eventually too. Ooh. Oh, that's so like funny. Yeah, own marble. Oh, and there's like so into those that. videos <laughs> are so popular on YouTube, and you're like, it's like so crazy to Just see. So it's mesmerizing. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a mix of like um, a very specific skill mm-hmm. and um, a specific it's like almost ASMR, like oddly satisfying kind of content yeah exactly (laughs) yeah maybe we'll do that one eventually yes (laughs) we should what other ideas do you have yeah let me make another one you got let's brainstorm a little quick brainstorm what are your like bucket list try guys Okay, my dream yeah. video yeah. is for the guys to do a cheerleading video. We're going to do oh, that. Oh, is, oh, did yeah. you do cheerleading? Yeah. 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 So I grew up playing a lot of sports. Um, and like I, I'm uh, excited for like post-pandemic if we can get back to like doing like some bigger videos and yeah. stuff too. Just cheerleading in is just not a pandemic yeah, definitely video. Not. We want to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throwing people in throwing the air. Throwing people yeah. into the air. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. None of the guys can get thrown into the air because Zach can't get caught. And the rest <laughs> of them are too big. I know. I told <laughs> Zach I'd take his spot. Ned can be very compact. But he, I feel like. But he's heavy. Yeah, he's, he's like, like muscle. Buck fitty. Buck fitty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Eugene could fly. Eugene would be a really good flyer. Yeah. Because yeah. like, he's got like a dance background. Yeah. And so it's like mm-hmm. a lot of the like, kind of core. Point yeah. your toes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's got the yeah. yeah, he's got the style down for sure. <laughs> Who's gonna um, catch him? I don't know. We'll figure that out. I guess we'll have to see. But yeah, I'm excited for them to start doing uh, more like kind of videos like that. And we'll see if that happens anytime soon. But that would be that's my dream concept. Yes. (laughs) Comment if you want to see. Try guys, try cheerleading. They do. I know. (laughs) Okay. What is, because you are an athlete, you've played a lot of sports. I think you've told us that you've broken something like eight bones. Holy moly. Okay. What is your craziest competition or ER experience in the athletic world? I feel really bad for my parents because the medical bills were (laughs) were steep. It's it's not even the medical bills. Your poor mother, I bet her heart shattered every time she heard something. The worst ones. I've broken seven bones. Um, both my ankles, one of them twice. Oh, my no. hand, um, my tailbone. Your tailbone. Your tailbone. Um, that one wasn't like a true break, though. It was like a small fracture, but it was mm. definitely not comfy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and my hand. I actually had surgery on my hand. Um, so there's that little plate in there. Oh, my Girlfriend. Uh, but the worst one was my femur. Oh, oh my god! Is, it is like they say the hardest bone in your body. It's like harder than breaking cement. Yeah. Okay. How did so, you do it? it? So I did cheerleading, obviously, and that's where all of these injuries came from. Um, oh and uh, so that one was really fun. I was doing a, a backflip uh, with a twist in it. It's called a full. If like you're familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the terminology. Um, and I was training doubles, so that's like where you do two twists in yeah. the middle of a flip. Okay. Um, so I was doing that. And I went from doing doubles back down to doing singles. And I think I was just like being a little aggressive about it, like threw it a little too hard. And so I ended up like kind of like landing weird and um, hyperextending my leg. So this leg hyperextended. And what happened is my knee basically popped out. Did it come out of the skin? Did it come out no, of the skin? No, no, no skin. No oh. skin was broken. And um, so I tore a bunch of stuff too. Um, How so are you still me- walking? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Ooh. sure I'm going to have many problems as I get older, um, but we're not quite there yet. Are you so taking calcium chews like every day? Um, no, but I probably should be. <laughs> you I should go ahead and start, girl. Be doing that. But yeah, so basically oh. this bone hit this bone and oh somehow God. like because of like the Impact. velocity uh-huh. that I was traveling <laughs> at, um, basically this bone cracked this <gasps> one. Oh my gosh. So my mom was there and she saw the whole thing. <gasps> and so what you said, she was mama. like, she literally told me, she was like, I, it was really traumatic. It was like, uh, oh so it happened and like everybody in the gym was like, just like 
oh god yeah, <laughs> and like my, my coach was on the other side of the the room he like <gasps> ran across the gym it was like so dramatic like <sighs> they scooped me up like got me like took me to the er <sighs> like as quickly as possible because they thought originally that i tore my acl is like yeah, like oh, that's yeah. like what it looked like mm-hmm. for, for all intents and purposes uh-huh. um i feel like this is worse yeah well <laughs> actually in some ways it wasn't because bone is like bone heals easier yeah. than like i've like torn a couple things and those ones like stick with you longer yeah bone like heals so like, did you go into well. surgery no so we got there and did like the um i mean like when you when you get injured it's so dumb you go to the hospital and they really can't help you like because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like they do an x-ray and if it's like not they either confirm or deny yeah yeah Ooh. and that's like and so they couldn't really see what it was because like it was so swollen and like um, it didn't show up on the x-ray and so they, they, that's why they thought it was ACL tear and not um, mm-hmm. a bone break um, and um, but uh, so well, my mom she yeah. <laughs> she freaked out so I don't know if yes like, of course she did so yeah. um, there's like in, in gymnastics gyms and like so I was in cheer but we could be mm-hmm. trained at a gymnastics gym um, there's like usually like two levels and it's like there's like a viewing area for the parents. It's like very yeah. stick it. Like if you ever oh, seen yeah. stick it, you know. Very dance mom. Yeah, very dance mom. <laughs> so like she's sitting up in the viewing area like where there's like a little glass like balcony mm-hmm. and like looking down on like the, the gym floor mm-hmm. and she's like, I just, as it happened, she told me this afterwards, she's like, as it happened, I thought like to myself, the quickest way to you was just like jumping off into the phone. <laughs> oh she's like, she's like, I actually considered that because she, she was a cheerleader too. And she's like, she's like, I really could, I really could land this. I was like, we don't, we don't, both need, land this. Like, we yeah. don't both need to be her mom. Gets a matching injury <laughs> yeah. trying to save you. Yeah, oh, and so it's not like, like you oh. fell into water. It's like, not like you're drowning. Yeah, yeah, she's but like, there's like a foam pit, like a huge foam okay. pit. Yeah. Gyms, and so she was like, she's like genuinely considering jumping into the foam pit and I was like mom no <laughs> no I mean I was also a cheerleader but it wasn't like this yeah we were just I, you know doing some little cheer there's definitely different kinds of cheer it's like there's like more like dance line kind of cheer like uh-huh. palm line and then there's like the I mean competitive gymnastic, like, yeah. gymnastic yeah. style you know um and so that's like what we were doing but so then took me to the ER did all that uh, ended up having to just like schedule an MRI. I've had a Oof. lot of MRIs and those Ooh. are Oy. pretty oh. pricey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but so did that. And then they still couldn't figure it out immediately because it was like a subchondrial fracture, which is like an internal break, basically. Yeah. Oh. So it was the like, bone is so big. Yeah. So, like the outside still looks fine, yeah. but the yeah. inside. Yeah. So they eventually found it. Is. It like oh. took a while. And it was like an internal crack, basically. And they thought they said I got <laughs> All of really lucky grimacing. because I almost chipped the bone, and oh that would have meant like I had to get surgery. <laughs> yeah. But Becky because it was just a, like a internal crack, they didn't do surgery, and they just like let it heal on oh. its own. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I also tore my LCL, my MCL. Oh, I've never even seen her yeah. DSW. Yeah. I was really lucky that it wasn't an ACL tear. Yeah, that's the bigger one. Those are the, that's the Those worst one. It's like a horrible recovery. Wow. And then were you in a cast? So they gave me like a metal brace, basically. Okay. Like, a, like they didn't fully cast it because of the ligamentals, like the whatever it's called, that stuff. Ooh. Like they couldn't. They needed me to still like heal the other things, so they did like okay. a metal brace thing. I don't know how long. Mm. So yeah, I was I was also I was pretty young when this happened. It was junior high. Oh, um, you baby! Yeah, and so I they wanted me to do like a wheelchair, and I was oh, like, I didn't uh-uh. want to do that. And <laughs> because I was like, you were like fourteen. Yeah, and I'm like I, that sounds horrible to say, but I was just like I was like I, I can I please do crutches instead? And so I literally was on crutches for. 20 weeks. Oh, That's yeah. a long time to be on I crutches. I was jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your arm's so strong. Like, <laughs> yeah. What I don't understand is how did you have time to break all of these bones? And keep going. Considering the amount of <laughs> yeah. time that you were in recovery yeah. from another broken bone. Right. You know, I was, I literally, that's it. Yeah. I, I had to sit out like. Constant Constantly. Injuries. Yeah. Oh. And it was like, and that was honestly the bigger like issue for me. It was like, I was like, I get so sad like having yeah. to sit out like it was like yeah. most of the time like because I have a really high pain tolerance and so like uh, when I'd break these bones um I like wouldn't really cry like it's like yeah. I don't know I, like pain tolerance for other things is really low but I don't know why when I break bones I like I don't cry I both don't of the times I've broken both of my wrists I didn't cry and the first time I stuck out 
the rehearsal in the class for like a couple hours. And then the second time I stuck around my birthday party for a couple hours. Yeah. And then finally I was like, I guess I'll go to the ER it now. It must be like an See adrenaline kind of like fight or flight like yeah. response mm-hmm. or whatever. But like I like don't cry. I just get really pissed. And yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I would like, it would happen and I would like just immediately start cursing. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, mother. Like, like, no. And so... Um, they, but they would take me to the hospital and like they would like ask me all the questions, you know, like I'm sure Maggie, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, like when you check in at the ER, there's all these like checklist questions like what's your pain level? Zero, zero, zero to 10. Yeah. And, and they so, show you the happy face to yeah. the like really upset <laughs> and face. And I'd be like, I'd be like so calmly sitting there. I'd just be like, yeah, it's like about an eight or a nine. And they're like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty positive. They're like, yeah. man, your arm like, is over there. <laughs> <laughs> your leg is not pointing the correct direction. <laughs> They're like, let me read you the scale again. I was like, yeah. no, I saw it on the wall. It's an eight or a nine. Yeah. Yeah. But do you see the frowny face? Because that's not. Yeah, you're smiling. We're confused. <laughs> we're yeah. so confused. Oh. Um, yeah, like when I did my hand, that's like what happened. I like went in. They were like, are you sure you're good? I'm like, I, I, it's broken. Let's just oh. get this over with. Yeah. It's, and that was, my hand was probably like my last last big injury and by that time I'd been hurt so much and I like spent so much time at physical therapy that like I knew weirdly a lot about injuries that like I should have known you You are know what's gonna have to come yeah exactly like I knew the whole process so I'd go in and like um did the x-ray and like you know the uh x-ray text like they they're not really supposed to like give you a diagnosis like the doctor is or whatever but like I'd be like can I look at it And so, yeah, and so, and then I, I did. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So, third metacarpal fracture, and they're like, they're like, what? The- <laughs> How many times have you been in here? You're like, like, yeah, wow. But I haven't been hurt in a while. I still do whip out a backflip, but like in party settings sometimes. I've seen and you do backflips. Excuse me, what? Party we need settings. to go to more parties together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my party trick, and it's not a good one. It's <laughs> I usually end up getting hurt. Oh yeah. yeah, as long as you don't get hurt, that's pretty badass. I did get. I remember I got hurt. Uh, I don't know if you were here. You might have been still on maternity leave. I don't think I've been here when you've been hurt. Yeah, it was like right when I first started. Um, I what was that injury? I twisted my ankle. Yeah, doing a backflip. Oh, and, oh my god. Um, um, yeah, I came to work and I had like a a cast and a limp, and oh, <laughs> oh god. it wasn't broken. It was just twisted. But I was like, sorry guys, sorry. <laughs> Just limping for a second. But my dad gets really mad at me when I still attempt at the backflips. Yeah, <laughs> I am ad- identifying with your mother in this story, and I'm like, stop doing things. <laughs> yeah, I I usually do it like it's like I test it like once a year on the beach and like, just okay. leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Make sure she's still got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should put Wes in gymnastics because he's just this sort of child who like he will dive headfirst into a pile of pillows and he literally goes headfirst. <laughs> oh my god. That'd and I'm be like, oh Jesus, you need an outlet. Like, yeah. no, that'd be so fun. And like, you'd get some like body control too. You uh-huh. know? Exactly. So yeah. Be, yeah. I think he'd really like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when did you start? Um, so I actually started kind of late. Like I did um, gymnastics and dance and cheer when I was like a kid, but I really wasn't that into it. And so my mom wasn't like forcing it. She's right. like very like my parents were very much like like you figure out what you want to do and let us know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So they didn't want to force it. So I kind of like stopped for like a, lo- a long time. And then when I got back into like uh, junior high, when yeah. I was like, I want it's to do so this. It's so much harder mm. to learn because you're yeah, like. Yeah, so I started late, but. Uh, you're further from, you're further from the floor. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Little yeah. kids like the girls have taught themselves to do somersaults because they just stand on their heads a lot and then they just flip on over because they're so close to the floor yeah. already. Yeah. yeah, just tumbling around. Yeah, <laughs> tumbling exactly. And it's like just a mode of like travel for Aww. them. <laughs> I used to do gymnastics when I was like really young, but then my dad like entered a master's program and he couldn't take us to the gym anymore. But I was so pissed the year yeah. that I found out that I couldn't do a cartwheel oh, anymore. No. I'll like try it at the park like during the pandemic. Uh-huh. Like, What's there to do? Let's go to the park. Zach, watch me do a cartwheel. Watch. Was it good? Was it good? Was it good? You can try cheerleading <laughs> with the guys. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've so lost bad. my cartwheel too. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, the day that I wake up and can't do a backflip will be a very sad day for me. That's probably why you keep doing it. It'll be a happy day for your ankles and wrists, though. Yes. Well, because growing up, my mom, like, so my mom did cheer and gymnastics and stuff, too, and she could still do 
backflips until whoa i can't remember like what age she so was you were when she born stopped, with it it's genetic i guess <laughs> yeah. we we're flipping around but we used to you know like the trampoline parks yes like we used to that was used to be like a family like activity like sunday oh my like God, we'd just so go cute. like jump around and i'd be so mad at my mom because she'd be like whipping out like all of her old skills and i'm like still <laughs> working me, on mine me. and i'm like oh, mom you're embarrassing me <laughs> i can't even do mine yet <laughs> you're better than all the kids here she sounds awesome <laughs> I love my mom. She's great. <laughs> uh, Kaylin, we are so excited that you're here, and we wanted to include you in kind of answering a audience email, if, Ooh, if you so would. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what we call our audience? Oh, uh, is it the Crypod? No. <laughs> I just keep hearing this joke. <laughs> the Crypod was just one more serious episode where Maggie and I cried on this couch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we call it. I'm like, I, that's been the popular joke of, 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 the lately, recent, of lately. Well, then Alexandria and YB cried on this couch like so the next week. It is the cry, yeah. the cry couch. It is the cry couch. Mm. Yeah. My eyes are watering, but it's just because I think allergies. So. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, no, no. We call them the cutie booties. Yeah. Oh, like you can sit yes. with us. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. yes. Oh yeah, I did know that. Yeah, that's so cool. Maggie yeah. came up with it one day and we yeah. were all yeah. and we yeah. latched on. Yeah, we need like a cute little merch, like a little peach. We need yes. like a little peach, little peach. peach. We to actually, put on our you know, stories. We should schedule a meeting about what we can do for some You Can Sit With Us merch, yes. actually. Why have we not done that? Let's schedule a meeting. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Put it on the book. <laughs> put, put it on, on the, the book. Cut on the calendar. <laughs> All right, so email questions. Um, hey, Becky, Maggie, Ariel, Rachel, and Kaylin. Um, I found the You Can Sit With Us podcast, and I'm completely hooked. I just want to say thank you for being so genuine and real while sharing your thoughts and laughs with all of us viewers. As I'm catching up on the episodes, I will apologize if you wonderful humans have already discussed this topic, but was wondering if you could talk about making friends as an adult. Mm. I am a 25-year-old Canadian woman who moved to Vancouver three years ago. I'm 25, too. (laughs) (laughs) I've kind of jumped from job to job, and I met my partner out here, and he is the student at a law firm here, so he's now busy 24-7 with work. In my years in this big city, I've had a really hard time making long-lasting friends and meeting anyone who I felt like I had a real connection with other than my partner. I started a new job at a brewery during COVID with all the restrictions on group meeting. It has been very difficult to break into this core group of really wonderful, kind, friendly, and kind, friendly people. Um, what advice do you have for a lonely girl in a big city making friends? Thank you for being my girlfriends while everyone else seems to be happy. Listening to your podcast is the best girl time that I've had in ages, and it has really helped me feel less lonely. Best regards. I don't know. Best regards, Sarah. Sarah. That's the name I was thinking. Wow. That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah Kaylin, as, uh, as a transplant from Arizona, yeah, I'm like, okay, I, relate yeah. to this, I relate to this very heavily because yeah. I'm also a 25-year-old woman living in a big city. Living in a big city. And it's not the first time I've done it either. I also like, so when I started in music, I did a big internship in uh, New York first. Mm. It was oh, like kind cool. of like my first job experience. And so that was, I was younger then. I was just turning 21, kind of moved to New York, Whoa. like really not knowing anybody um and definitely felt lonely at times but i got really lucky um i did like a sublet situation and so like mm. made friends with my roommate and then met through people through work um and had a, f- a few friends out there but it definitely is like it's so hard making friends as a as an adult because normally like you're you have the like before you get to your like adult adulthood you have like your school friends and that's right. usually like mm-hmm. where your like core friendships develop from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i feel like naturally you would think that like work is like where you'll find that too mm-hmm. um but that's not always the case you know because sometimes like you get along with your coworkers but you're not necessarily doing all the same things right. all the time mm-hmm. um so for me i got lucky at buzzfeed i made a lot of good friends um so that was like just a good environment to start but then you also i don't know I feel like I've made friends like just through friends of friends is like how it's been happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely been harder in the in the pandemic times. Like meeting new people uh, is like yeah, so really hard. impossible right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what my advice is <laughs> um, in this pandemic world right now. It's like definitely hard. But is there advice for a non-pandemic world that you guys think? Because Maybe that's on the horizon because Hopefully. it is really mm-hmm. when you don't leave your house, mm-hmm. that's really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess um, I started doing some like 
kind of like workout classes and stuff mm-hmm. with friends and that was fun oh. yeah. so I like I because I mean I used to do so many sports and stuff and then it's been mm-hmm. like hard to like figure out like how to do that in my, my adult life and so I started going to a dance class with one friend who mm-hmm. moved out here um, a lot of my friends like kind of like I'm from Arizona so mm-hmm. we moved a lot of people moved from Arizona to California so it's yeah. like a mm-hmm. kind of nice community that way like kind of meeting people through that um, but one of my friends, we started going to dance classes just for fun. Mm-hmm. And you definitely like meet a lot of people in like those kinds of settings too. Mm-hmm. If it's a nice kind of open, friendly environment, you know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. easy to meet people that way, I think. But yeah, I guess like just through the friend of the friend, you know, mm-hmm. get out there and maybe yeah. try some like new hobbies or yeah. activities. Shared like, interest. Yeah, and shared interest is like, I guess mm-hmm. the best way to do it as an adult because you're not always going to find it at work. You know, like you could yeah. get really yeah. lucky and like mm-hmm. be have like the best kind of coworker situation. Like I've definitely had that. So I'm lucky to have that. Like mm-hmm. I'm even like starting here meeting like mm-hmm. me and Alex definitely hit it off and YB mm-hmm. and like in the pre-pandemic times we're hanging out. And so uh, I've gotten lucky with my work situations, always meeting friends that mm-hmm. way. But I think that if it's not working out that way, you have to like go out of your way to find new communities mm-hmm. that like will mm-hmm. serve you well, especially like at this age. It's kind of a weird mm-hmm. selfish age, I guess, where yeah. you're still mm-hmm. figuring out yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's important know. to cultivate your friendships because like, yes. your partner can only satisfy like they can't so be much. your end all yeah. be yeah because yeah. you, you can't be like codependent on people. You can't have one person be your everything. You know, you yeah. need to have things that are just for you. Um, and, you know, find other people to have, mm-hmm. like, to share those other interests with and stuff, too. So. And if you can find, like, a shared interest class or activity, like a book club or a wine yes. tasting yeah, exactly. in your neighborhood so that you overlap or go to the dog park if you have a dog in your actually, neighborhood. Yeah, the dog park. I've met a lot of people at the <laughs> Me dog too. park, actually. And it's, I know it's you have so to have nice. a dog, but, like, I once Sometimes lived in Atlanta. <laughs> Before I had Bowie, I definitely just, would just, just there was a park. Yeah. My friend does that. I would do I, that. I'm not kidding. My friend does that. She just goes to the dog park. I used to do that. And watches. Yeah. I just love I just, I'm just imagining what the other dog owners are, are, are like, like thinking when you walk away without like, a dog. dog. Well, I think, they're over there. I think sometimes, yeah, you're like, you're, you're just like, you just don't they're ask. They're running. Yeah. Rufus, you can get come away here. With yeah. He never listens. where is my dog? Or go with your friend who has a dog. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a dog, just be like tag along. And yeah. so that's, yeah. that's what my friend does. Like when I go to the dog park, she'll come with me, but then she just started going by herself. And I was like, have fun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I did not know you had a dog. Yeah. Um, his name's Charles. He's a little, oh, he's a cute he's little guy. He's a cutie. I like him. Um, yeah, I got him from rescue pound situation. Mm-hmm. And you once Yay. had two dogs named Charles in your oh, apartment? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got, uh, me and my friend, um, me and my friend got the dogs together. And uh-huh. um, so, we like named them. them both Charles. One's, <laughs> one's Charles Wallace and one's Charles Xavier. Uh, and, uh-huh. and so oh, we ended up funny. calling him like X Xavier, yeah. but then it just got too confusing. Charles. So he switched it to Squirrel. So that's okay. So now, it's, now it's Squirrel and Charles. Squirrel and Charles. <laughs> and Charles. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can see how the progression yes, makes sense. Yes. Okay. You don't even yeah, have yeah, to yeah. explain no, it. X to Squirrel. But yeah, so yeah, I guess. Find a dog park. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have a dog, but a book club, a wine tasting, yes, exactly. a coffee cupping. Uh, yeah, you know. and there's like, oh yeah, plans. coffee cupping's fun. Yeah, what so if you make plans with someone, stick to them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's hiking club also too, hard to be the person like doing the outreach too. Like I know mm-hmm. I like get into like slumps sometimes where I'm like I don't want to be the one like leading the plans all the time mm-hmm. or something. You know, so it's hard sometimes to be like to go out of your way to like make plans with new people but it's mm-hmm. like yeah sometimes you just have to commit to it it's like it'll be a little emotionally taxing but <laughs> yeah. it'll be worth it in the end you know yeah yeah and also if you like if you feel a spark with someone you know like even if it, it's going to be kind of difficult to get together with that person like mm-hmm. follow through yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. follow through especially in a big city because i feel like yeah. it's yeah. so hard to like the la thing is like oh my it's God. like you meet somebody, you're like, let's grab coffee sometime. And like mm-hmm. two never, years later, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see them again, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. LA is a very flighty place. Yeah, and I'm and, like, like, I'm wondering if, did she say Vancouver or Toronto? Yeah. I think Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, that. those are both, I mean, those are, similar. Those yeah. are both really big cities too. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. probably similar, hard to oh, yeah. make plans mm-hmm. and get around. You know, it's like so fast paced and everyone's got their mm-hmm. own, own little lives going on. So it's yeah. like hard to like find time to get together. Definitely. Definitely commit and make it happen. Mm, yeah. You can do it. Mm. Yeah. 
You know, and sometimes it's not that. always going to work out. Sometimes you'll meet yeah. somebody and like, it'll, you don't. it'll be a, a, a quick little friendship and maybe it's not like a, a long-term thing, but you won't mm-hmm. know until you try. Yeah. 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 But Very I true. mean, truly put yourself out there because there's, there's nobody uh, out there who is like, I don't need more friends. Yes. Yeah. You know? like, no exactly. new friends. And if they are saying that, that's mean. You don't yeah. want to be friends with like, that person. Yeah, I don't that person. Get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm always I'm always saying like and I, I got lucky too. I have a really good group of people around me that like we are we literally our like slogan is like I, I would rather make a friend than an enemy. I don't understand how people oh, yeah. oh, are like so cute. I don't know like because like, sometimes you meet people and like people are still mean sometimes. I'm like mm-hmm. didn't we get over this in like high school? I'm like yeah. come let's, on. Let's all be yeah. nice to each other. And, <laughs> right. You know like you don't have to be best friends but you know at least like be kind and you know we're adults. Yeah. Yeah, see let's, where it goes. Yeah. Be kind and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. That should be our motto. <laughs> be kind see where it goes. So yeah, wish you luck. Hopefully, mm. get get you some good friends out there. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of our friends, we wanted to shout out a very special episode of the Tripod last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eugene hosted a panel of the Asian American women who work in our company, plus one of his friends, Kathleen, who produced his "I'm Gay" video. Um, and I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's really special. They speak very candidly about. Um, the recent uh, Atlanta attacks, and um, they worked on our AAPI doc that mm-hmm. came out last uh, two weeks ago at this point. Um, and it's just, it's it's a very special episode of the Crypod. Yeah. 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 I'd say definitely share with like your friends and family because mm-hmm. I know my mom texted me about it and was mm-hmm. like, I had not heard of some of the things that they were saying before. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, it was just sort of more new information, yeah. I think, for. Yeah. Uh, our parents' generation especially. And so I said, yeah, share it with grandma. Share it with, you know, Mm -hmm. your friends. Yeah, Yeah, please get the project out there because it's like one of those things that I feel like it's unfortunate that it's not getting the kind of media coverage it should be getting. And Mm -hmm. that's like why I think Eugene wanted to do this this big project and it's so important. And it's like we're trying to get it in front of as many people as possible so that, you know, can have a real impact. And And of course it'll spread amongst the audience, but I think the more powerful conversations are the ones that when they're sharing it with their family yeah. members. Yeah. And I think that's something that we see a lot with like our audience in general because like we're lucky to have such like a positive, nice community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we do stuff like this, we're like, okay, we got to get it to like, we're on the same page about these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. We got to get it to the people that like mm-hmm. um, need to hear the message, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's a lot of information and like information is power. And I didn't even know about the atrocities that happened in history that Eugene covered in the documentary. Oh, me so, either. I'd never heard about no. any of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good Yeah, and I feel like piece. if you had, it was like things that were just like kind of glossed over right. in history yeah. class, you know? You kind, kind yeah. of heard about Rodney King, at least in the Midwest. Yeah. You like yeah. kind of learned about it. Mm-hmm. but And yeah. the Japanese With internment no. camps, like mm-hmm. all of well, that. Well, that one we did learn. There's some book I that did you have to read it, in elementary I didn't school know. that's about that. Zach and I had, like, Zach didn't, I did. Which yeah. is like, I think it's just depend on your history book and like yeah, and who your history who your, teacher, who your history teacher is, yeah. like mm-hmm. what kind of like what class you're in. You also, know? state all by these state, things. yeah, yes. by state, yeah. 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 all these things. So yeah, they should be showing it in schools. Yes, yeah. like that yeah. documentary should go. If you're a teacher and you can show it to your students, if it doesn't break some sort of teacher law, yeah, yeah. <laughs> show it to your students. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully you know? just like more extra credit on education, mm-hmm. extra credit. Too, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yep. And if you want to listen to the tripod, hearing, you know, Ico and YB and Alexandria and Kathleen, like, speak from first-person experience reacting mm-hmm. to the Atlanta attack was just very powerful. Mm-hmm. And you're also able to donate right through the video. So you can just yeah, hit the donate true. donate link that's mm-hmm. on the tripod episode, and mm-hmm. it's on the doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes right to the GoFundMe for the AAPI community. Yeah, and any little thing you can afford is helpful. Yeah. Well, Kaylin, we want to thank you so much again for coming down and sitting with us yes. and sharing all your knowledge and all the hard work that you do for a second. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. This has been very fun. Yeah. It's Where nice can to people... see your beautiful faces. I know. In, yeah. person. in person. Where can people find you online, Kaylin? Um, so on Instagram, I'm <laughs> at Kaylin Ray with two N's. K-A-Y-L-I-N-N Ray. R-A-E. Um, yeah, so you'll find me there. Um, and you know, you'll see me in some Try Guys videos eventually, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. If we get back to the real world. We.
Wait for that cheerleading video, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag try guys try cheerleading. Hashtag can you bring your mom in to watch from the sidelines? Oh, I know. My mom would all oh, love I, that. I want a mom, mom cam while yes. Kaylin does back yes. yes. <laughs> She's just be like, oh my God, not again. I'm, I'm never going, like, the just the the sight of, like, imagining your mom jumping into a phone. <laughs> yeah. She's a cute I think I can thing. stick the landing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's a cute old lady. We bounce and <laughs> break some bones. Thanks, Kaylin. <laughs> Thank Thanks you guys again. so much. Yeah. yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.